James 5.16. Confess your sins to one another and pray for each other so that you'll be healed. Maybe that will come up again in a bit. But thanks, Christy, for sharing with us. Love you. Love the work of Jesus in your life. And, see, and, and what's, what's one of the things that's great about you is that you, like, you, you, you live this, you know, and, it's, and you see it in your life. And, and in, when someone really knows not just the theory, but they do it in lifestyle, it's, much, it's, 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 it's easier to catch and learn. So I want to pray, Lord, today that as Christy speaks to us, um, we want to catch what he carries. We want, to, um, we want our defects of character. You want us to help us to, to leave those behind and, and to step into the, the bigger and better truth of who we are as image bearers of Jesus. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Hello, morning. Is this on? Yeah. I'd just like to say thank you to Fee and Alistair, Ben and Joe. No, because they took me in into their prayer group when I was fairly raw out of um, rehab. So they've helped my journey. Um, that's when they all had flats up there in Clifton about years ago. So thank you for taking me in because I was very delicate then and broken. I wasn't far out of rehab. Anyway, that's enough about me. It's not my testimony. It's, we're going to do a lesson today on step six and step seven. Um, but let me get my CR hat on, sorry, I'm, I'm miles away, I, I, I could, and I don't want to get diverted to the left or the right, I'm just trying to stay on the lesson, so bear with me, because I can talk the back legs of a donkey. Um, yeah, so before I start, before I put my CR hat on a Monday night, we do the serenity prayer, so if you can join me in the serenity prayer, then I'll come on to the lesson, does that make sense? All right then. So where we go. So who's in charge? God. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. The courage to change the things that I can. And the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time. Enjoying one moment at a time. Accepting hardship as a pathway to peace. Taking as Jesus did this sinful world as it is. Not as I would have it. Trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will so that I may be reasonable happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever in the next. And we all said, Amen. So, okay. So usually when I do lessons, it, it, it takes a full year to do 25 lessons. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a long, long program, but it's well worth it. So, um, I'm just going to scrape the surface, really. Um, but first of all, I want, from the English Dictionary, the Oxford English Dictionary, I want to just put up a few things. What is a shortcoming and what is a defect of character? Shortcomings is step six and defects of character is step seven. I didn't know what a shortcoming was when I was in rehab. I thought it was a short wire to the, to the kettle. I didn't have a clue. You know, I didn't know what a defect character was at all. So I thought, well, most people will know in here. There's educated people in here, but there's also people that don't know what a shortcoming is. It's not an electrical wire. Um, no, do you know what I mean? <laughs> so there it is. That's the first one. And that's the English definition in, in, in the Oxford Bible. It's a deficiency in conduct. And when something is inadequate, Fault in somebody's character. And you could go on forever. You know, you could have a thousand 
these shortcomings on that. Oh, I can't see the, <laughs> that's a good PowerPoint, Christy. And character defects is the, uh, yeah, negative traits, thank you. Dishonesty is a big one. Selfish, impulsiveness, that's a big one for addicts. And, and, and so on and so on and so on. Jealousy, hatred, bitterness, da, 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 da. You can go on forever and ever and ever. Defects of character. And we all have defects of character. No one can escape them. Because we all have them. And people think, you know, have I got defects of character and shortcomings? So what we do on step five, on a lesson on step five, I know it's on step six and seven. But we do this on step five. It's, it's a program where you do your defects of character. So you've got five columns. The first column is the person, the cause, the effect, the fruits, and my part. That's a big one, my part. Everyone tries to avoid that bit. So whatever happens to you in any situation that happens in your life, it started with you. Does that make sense? Um... So you, when you do your six and seven, you can look back at your defects of character, what you've written down on your step four. And also on the other side of the paper, you do the exact, exact same five columns. Um, but you do a good thing. You might have helped an old lady over the street or you might have given some money to the church. You know, so that was the person, the cause, the effect, the damage and my part. That's a big one, my part. Everyone tries to avoid that bit. But when you put my part in there, you'll see your defects of character. Because you've got to, it's an honest program, CR, and that's all we ask for, is that you're totally honest. Um, because we're only as sick as our secrets, remember that. And that's what we teach here on a Monday night. So you get an idea anyway, because we're all not perfect, and we, and it's nice to deal with the defects. So, but I wonder what's that got to do with God, you know, clearing out all these defects of character. Well, principle five says here, it says voluntary submit to every change God wants to make in my life and humbly ask him to remove my character defects. And Matthew scribbled down, happy are those whose greatest desire is to do what God requires. And James also wrote down, James 4.10 of the Bible, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. And the good thing about Celebrate Recovery, it's not man-made based on psychology and psychiatry and all these clever people, that entrepreneurs and all that. <laughs> it's based on the, the God's Word. It's based on um, Jesus' teaching. And one of them I couldn't understand, when because when, we work off the Beatitudes here. And one of them was um, blessed to the poor in spirit. And I used to think, well, how can you be blessed if you're poor in spirit? Well, that was challenging, you know, self-will and, and, you know, God's will. You know, um, when you're at your end of your rope and you're, um, you know, you're doing everything your way, like Frank Sinatra, I've done it my way. You know, when, when you're on self-will, it will run out eventually, no matter who you are. Um, and then you, you know, you'll surrender um, to God's will. So... All these defects of character, you, you come to prayer and you, you ask the Lord to remove them. Um, step six, it says, we were entirely ready to have God, not you or me, 
it says, God, remove all these defects of character. And um, the Lord was big on faith. I mean, I don't know all the 66 books in the Bible, but I, I'm dipping in and out of it a, a lot. And um, what I picked up from Jesus when he was running around, helping everyone, uh, it was faith that he was trying to drum into everybody. So when you ask for your shortcomings to be removed, um, there was two instances in the Bible where he, he, um, he asked 10 of the um, people with leprosy to go to a local doctor and get sorted out. And then one of them come back and was hanging onto his legs and he was really thanking them. And um, when Jesus said to him, you know, don't thank me, you know, thank yourself because it was your faith alone um, that, you know, that cured you. And same with the lady who touched, touched, um, touched Jesus' cloth at the time. He spun around. He said, who was that just touched me? You know, someone touches you, you feel it. She said, me, I need, I really need healing. Help me, help me. You're, you're, you're the Messiah. Well, you know, she's going crazy. He said, you're already healed. He said, your faith alone by coming to me and asking, you're done. You, 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 you. So that's what I'm trying to say as well. You know, your faith, and Alice mentioned it this morning. You know, your faith as small as a mustard seed can move mountains, not actually mountains in the sea, but mountains in your, it was in your way. And, and that could be addictions or whatever. So the reason why we do this for the addictions as well is, um, we get a lot of people that come in here on a Monday night and it ain't just, although I'm an expert in, in drug addiction, um, it doesn't help me on CR because there's a lot of people coming in with gambling. Um, I just got to drink my mouth dry. Sorry about, sorry about this. Maybe I'm nervous. Yeah, so everybody comes in on a Monday night and we follow the whole program. We get rid of the defects and the shortcomings and, and that and... Um, a lot of gamblers come in, self-harm, you know, hurt, habit, hang-ups. And I learned something from, you know, because CR's the intensive care unit of the church. We have the church, you see the hospital, but the lights are up there. Every church is like a hospital for the broken. But Celebrate Recovery is the intensive care unit because it's life and death when the people come in. And a lot of the, I was talking to a gambler and he learned me. You know, a lot of people um, die, young gamblers under 30. A lot of them take their lives, and uh, it was very sad. And the problem is they get the obsession. It's not about gambling to make money. You know, they, they're chasing it. And when they come out of the bookies and they've lost every penny, they're more happier when they've lost everything because the obsession of the mind of chasing these horses. I, I'm not a gambler. I'm, a, uh, well, ex Similar, so the obsession in the brain chasing these horses and then winning and then putting more back on, you know. And some people do houses and everything on it, you know. And when they come out and and you know they've lost everything, they say, well, "I'm happy now, Christy," because like this obsession in your brain is murder. It torments people. That's why people commit suicide, not because of the gambling, and and. You know, it, it's the obsession, and I had obsession when I was in, using drug drug addiction, so I understand it, you know. Um, and it's a three-way illness as well. It's physically, mentally, and, and spiritually. 
And a lot of people don't work on the spiritual side of it, you know, and a lot of people come up to me and say, oh, I've eight years clean today, Christy. And there may be eight years abstinence, but um, they're not in recovery. There's a difference there. Does that make sense? You know, so when you're going through the recovery program, it gives you a big bag of tools that you don't have to carry on doing whatever your addiction was, you know. Because when the Lord sets you free, he, f- he sets you free indeed. He doesn't set you free for a little bit. So, you know, so the program is, is good, you know, and, I, and if this is not my testimony, so I'm not going to go on about me. But um, I've seen people come in here and on a Monday night and, and get rid of stuff that the NHS suffer with. You know, they don't know what to do, but some of the bulimia people as well, that, that's a crucial one. And there's people got years and years clean on a Monday night when they follow the program because they have a program to follow and it's all based on Jesus' word. It's not on my word. All I do is facilitate it. And um, people get the message. It works if they work it. It won't work if you don't work it. And, um, it, you know, so the stigma of just drink or drugs, um, you know, there's, it's everybody that come in on a Monday night, you know. Some of them are Christians, some of them are not. You know, and some of them leave as Christians or want to be, you know. And, um, yeah, so, it, it, you know, when, when you're at your lowest point, you know, if God is all you've got, God is all you need. That's what I say. If that's all you've got left, that's all you'll ever need. Um, yeah, so addictions um, coming in, the obsessions of the mind, you know, um, and a lot of broken hearts come in, you know, and um, it's really weird because I'm getting, I'm getting better at identifying different hurts, habits, and angles in people when they come in because I did go through that in my addiction, you know. You know, I had a nice house in London. I had four beautiful daughters. They're in the 20s now. And uh, I lost everything, you know, and I crawled in that rehab up there and rinked a nine stone, 10 pounds. Well, that was nearly 20 years ago. And I was smashed to smithereens, you know, and a broken heart, and everything was wrong with me. But I don't know how I got in there, but I got in there. I crawled in there on my hands and knees. Anyway, so, you know, over the 20 years, I've learned a lot about people with broken hearts and recovery and addiction and hiats, hang-ups, habits. You know, and I've done this program. The program takes a year. I'm restarting again on the 1st of January, you know, and as I said, you don't have to be a Christian. You know, we the reason why we get rid of the defects of character is because look, if you're not running on all the all, all if you're not running on the full shilling and something comes your way, like someone says to me, Oh Christy, have a pine, you'll be all right, just have a pine or have a split, whatever. If I've got a lot of stuff going on in me, like all the stuff that we try to clear out, like I'm, I'm feeling angry, bitterness, or my head's not with me, la, 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 la. I might say, oh, okay, well, <laughs> give us it quickly, you know. But if I have a program with me, um, sent from, you know, Jesus' teaching, I can easily say, no, it's okay, I don't want that pint. That's what I'm saying, there's a difference between people hanging on by the nails and people that are um, have a program if that makes sense. So, you know, you can, I know loads of people in recovery commit suicide because they've never got a program, you know, because it's painful being clean and sober 
and you haven't got a programme, because you're literally hanging on by your nails, and you're biting your nails, do you get what I mean? And you, you just were ready to relapse at any time. But with a programme, you know, and, you know, we get people in here with self-harm and all that. I mean, they're learning me all these things, because although I self-harmed using drinking drugs, I never self-harmed my body, but I did internally. So it's all the same, you know what I mean? And um, they learn me a lot as well. I'm learning from the people that come in that are broken. I don't know anything about gambling or cutting myself or, you know. Uh, but I do know about drug addiction. But it's not, and there's hardly any people coming on Monday now with addiction. It's all other things coming through the door. And I like that as well because every church around the world, as soon as they hear there's a recovery program in the local church, we go, oh, you know, they're all hitting up in there and getting drunk. You think it's, <laughs> you think it's a bleeding nut house, you know what I mean? But this is not, this is based on Jesus' word, on the eight principles and, and the Beatitudes, the stuff he taught. And it does make sense, do you get what I mean? And also that Paul fella, you know, when, when he kept doing things he didn't want to do, that's our step one as well. We are powerlessness. And it always makes me laugh that, Paul had that 2,000 years ago, and we have that today. And, and I find that quite really weird. Do you get what I mean? It, he was our step one. He was powerless then. And I mean, he's done some horrendous things. I mean, I've never met anyone. Like, you know what I mean? Well, he did. But I'm just saying, you know, um, the human mind at that time couldn't understand why he kept doing things and he didn't want to do them. And it's the same with the drugs, the addiction and you know, overeating, the bulimias, eating too much, not eating at all. It goes on forever. And it's always, remember, every addiction is just the tip of the iceberg. That's just a symptom of the illness. Does that make sense? Like when I was a drug addict or, or an alcoholic, whatever, that was only the tip of the iceberg. All the underneath, all the pain and the pressure and the emotional stuff, it goes on forever. This deals with that stuff. That's why I'm saying we're out dealing with the under, underlying issues. You'll just end up a dry drunk, you know, waiting, still angry, bitter, you know. And, and it's like, you know, you, you, you just, and some people commit suicide, as I said, even in recovery. But not, no one I know who does a program commits suicide because they have God with them. And, um, and as I said, it's, what we deal with the three parts of the illness, the physical, the mental, and the spiritually. Every addiction's got three illnesses to them. We deal on every one of them. You can't work on two and leave the one out because you will fall. So we hold them up. The Lord says, I'll hold you up my, with my right hand, and he does in, in, in the program. Once you get the program, you get it. When I'm here trying to do the work on a Monday night, a new person comes in, my life is easier that night because everyone wants to give back to the newcomer. Oh, and it's gender specific. The women in the second half will be on their own and the men are going to prayer room. So it's a safe place as well. You know, it, it's not um, plentyoffish.com. It's a Christ-centered program. <laughs> so, so occasionally I'd have to throw one or two of them out. You know, it, it, we call them sharks. So, you know, so, so it's a safe place. It, you know, and then I don't know what goes on in the women's group because obviously I'm not there. I'm upstairs. And, but what goes on in our group is real good truthfulness because the truth will set you free. I know it says that in the Bible. I'm not preaching. But when people get honest in the group and say, yeah, oh, yeah, 
One man opened up last Monday with something. I'm not going to say what it is because it's confidentiality and what's said in the group stays in the group. But one man, when one man opened up like a flower, the whole group opened up and I went, wow, this is powerful because it's no longer got a hold on them then. The, the, the light has killed it off. Do you get what I mean? And I had a lovely man, a professor in history, would you believe it or not? And um, he got on this as well. I thought, wow, you know. So, uh, because they're learning me stuff. I came in the back door with alcohol and drug problems. And, um, you know, and the Lord had a different path for me, you know, to carry the message and not the mess. Do you get what I mean? And I like being freedom of my mind. What, what I've gained in my recovery is um, freedom of the mind, you know. And everybody that comes in is looking for that peace of mind on a Monday. And you do get it if you do the program. You're at peace. There's the scriptures, I'll lay you down in green pastures. And, you know, my yoke is light, you know, and your burden's heavy. Come to me all, you know, not some of you, all of you. And, you know, and I'll make light yoke of it. And, and everything's been true. Everything, you know, I can't find any lies in the Bible. There's a lot of discrepancies, different stories, but that's fine. You know, it's the same as the American um, FBI man. He said, the Bible's got to be true, he said, because the four of them told slightly different stories. He said, when I get four men, when I chuck one, I will arrest them. All the stories are exactly the same. We left at 10 o'clock, and I seen it at 2, and da 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 and it's just unreal. He said, but with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they were all getting it like, oh, he dropped his cross up there, or he'd done that. He said, no, he never. He dropped it three times. So they're all arguing over it, you know what I mean? So he said, that's got to be true, he said, you know what I mean? They couldn't have made that up if they tried. So, you know, and, I, and I'm starting to like the Bible myself now, but I'm spiritually led now. You know, and I tend not to lean on one's understanding. It's in the Bible, isn't it? It says that. Lean not on your own understanding. It's a spiritual um, journey. You know, it's not an educational journey, this spiritual thing from, from God, because God is spirit. Because when Jesus left and he, he ascended into heaven, he did say, I will send you the Holy Spirit. And that's what we're connected to, our spirits. You know what I mean? Um and that's right. I don't try to work out anything else no more. I've stopped all that, you know, working things out. I just get spiritually led by the Lord. And when he brings me, he brings me. I'm not arguing with that anymore. You know, because I've gave my life to Christ. I used to cherry pick, give a few tomatoes now and again. You know what I mean? You can have a few, but you're not having this, that, and the other. You know, crazy thinking. They call it stinking thinking in recovery. So I gave him my life in the end, you know. I said, Lord, I surrender. I give you my life, and that's it. It's a one-time deal, bang. And the same as the faith. When you pray for something, you pray once for it, and, and that's it. If you start praying two or three times, that's unbelief, if that makes sense. Because the Lord hears you. He sees you. He knows you, you know. So when I pray for something, that's it, boom, the end of it. And I leave the result up to him, if that makes sense, because he's in charge. You know, and that's my creator. And even Jesus had a higher power. He had, he had the Father in heaven. He had to go and pray himself. You know what I mean? And everyone fell asleep at the tree. He was letting us know these humans are unreliable. Do you know what I mean? 
They're all related to the lava of them. It's like, you know, they sold him, they beat him, they lashed him, you know what I mean? So he went through a lot, the poor fella. You know what I mean? And he did. But, you know, his, his teaching on that Mount Olive is what we work off. And that is good. And it does get people in alignment with him. Because when your spirit's in alignment with the Holy Spirit, you know about it. You, I can't explain to people in here how I'm connected to that. It's just, if I could bottle it, I'd be a multi-billionaire. But I'm not, I can't bottle it. I don't understand it. You know what I mean? I'll leave it there now. Is that, is that fine? Because I don't know what else to say. But, um. <laughs> Every Monday, 7 o'clock. It's great. It all kind of oozes from Christy, doesn't it? And, um, and that's my experience of coming. I love the, I love the reality in the room. And, uh, and that thing about how you're... I, I like that description of, you say, when, when someone kind of gets honest and gets real about how they're doing. That, for me, is the kind of crux of this. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other that you might be, may be healed. Here's my bold, challenging question to you. Ready? Who do you confess your sins to? Yeah, I'm just, I want to know which, I'm not, I'm actually, no hands, it's okay. But, but this, this, is the, this is the challenge question. Who do you confess your sins to? I know for me, it, it, it started in a very uncomfortable way. But it's something that I now find quite liberating. I went to an event with Charlie a few weeks ago. And I had this really cringy thing that, that I knew I had to confess to him. It wasn't really to do with him. It was pretty horrible. But I confessed it to him, and I was and I was healed, and we had a great time. Um, I think uh, some some of the inspiration we can take from Christy and celebrate recovery is 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 they live this really well, and and they and and it's easy for us to go to church our whole lives and actually not even not even do it in a in a in a way. But we miss out on the richness that is the the raw and the reality, uh, you know, life of, of following Jesus. Thanks so much. We're going to have some more time to worship. Um, so uh, Esther and Rob and Rob are going to lead us, and uh, so I just want to th- I'll pray and uh, and we can we can worship. So Lord, I want to thank you again for for celebrate recovery. Really grateful for um, for that part of the, that precious part of the church. And I'm going to take what Christie's been bringing to us this 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 morning, and we want to absorb that and digest that and, and live that out. Just as um, he and people within Celebrate Recovery have found to be true, that when we share our defects of character uh, with you and with each other, that's the way in which we're healed and restored. And we pray that you lead us and help us as a as a body to be those people that are continually being restored by our defects of character being removed, so that we become more like Jesus and share the goodness of God with people around us. Amen.